So this is just a um, brief update and um, a little, a few thoughts about um, the providence of God. And uh, when it seems like you're putting out a lot of efforts and not really seeing fruit from it, or it feels like what you're doing is falling on dry ground. So um, I've mentioned in a couple of other videos that I have been um, uh, working on some efforts to help some Afghan friends that had to evacuate to Pakistan uh, a year ago. And um, it's been kind of an adventure. I got involved in it because my friend uh, Mark Ritchie had asked me to help with his Bible studies and then this whole thing with um, Pakistan basically holding a knife to their throat and bleeding them dry with uh, extortion and exploitation and threats of deport portation that all started um december 1st mark asked me to um kind of take over the classes for a little bit and um so i did and i haven't really talked to him since then i had a few very brief um brief text messages but i didn't talk to him until friday two days ago and um, he's, I was in the middle of the lesson with the one of the Afghan groups, and he sends me a Zoom link and asks me. To, and so I, I'm on my iPad with the Afghans, and I go on my phone to go on Mark's, and he is he is going to speak at this um, this conference that he's zooming into. Um, a conference in Lahore to do this discussion, Pakistan to do this discussion between. Um, him and an Islamic imam on how uh, Islam versus Christianity sees grace. So this is Friday. And in this Zoom link that I'm on, there is this little house church that's kind of come into this and been added to this group that uh, Mark has asked me to teach. So I'm teaching Mark's people. And then there's this whole new group of, of Afghan believers in there. And so afterwards, <laughs> they asked me, if um, they can meet Mark and introduce himself. And again, I'm not, Friday was the first time I talked to Mark in a long time. And I'm like, okay, if he's like, uh, I don't know what the situation was still. He just told me he wasn't well, you know? And so I said, okay, let's do it Sunday morning at seven. If I can get him to commit to that, then let's go ahead and do that. And so we did this morning and it was really, really cool to be able to, sit in on this call they um share their testimonies and mark was sharing we started off and he told them a little bit about his story and like why he was so um committed to the country of afghanistan and um, afghan christians his family was in uh, afghanistan in the 50s and when it was under a monarchy and his dad, I guess, was in the U.S. military. So Mark spent five years of his youth in Afghanistan. And he, uh, while they were there, um, he said that their, the, the only church that was there was for basically for foreigners. And that the entire time that they were there, they only knew one Christian um, Afghan, one believer. But they had heard about this underground church. That was out there but they never met any of them and so his family has been involved in ministry in the area afghanistan pakistan for basically the last 70 years his dad was 
in a car accident. He was building a hospital in Afghanistan. He was in a car accident. He said, we don't, we didn't know if they were, um, if it was sabotage or not, but we do know that the doctor that treated my dad was shot. And so, you know, his dad died in Afghanistan. He's buried in Kabul and his mom was in ministry for decades, you know, following the, the death of his father in the area in Afghanistan, Pakistan, she died in early 2020 and um, she's also buried in Kabul. And so that's really like, he has, you know, the blood of his family is literally in Afghanistan. So that's part of the reason why, you know, this, you know, helping Afghan people and, you know, building the Afghan church is so important to him. And early on when I helped started helping him, with his, you know, his classes there, you know, I was in a couple of meetings with um, some of the people that were organizing events. Originally, it was mainly um, with Pakistani pastors, and they would do these big conferences and have all of these people come, come in. And and it was, you know, it was a good time of worship, but Mark's heart is really for evangelism. And he was, a year ago this time, he was very discouraged because he wasn't really seeing, he didn't feel like he was seeing the fruit of that. He was thinking, you know, is this really reaching people who don't know Jesus yet? And so that's where it was a year ago. And so being able to sit in on this this meeting this morning where this there's this whole uh, group of Christians and tell their story, it was so it was just so cool to be able to see that for to not only to be able to hear their stories, but to know that, you know, God was showing Mark this, that it's, it's, it hasn't been in vain. It's not in waste, you know, that, and one of the things he said was this spirit of God is still moving in Afghanistan. It, it was moving, even though the church tried to be suppressed, it's still moving now. And it was just to hear the stories about how people came. It's all different. You know, some people were impacted in different ways. Um, but just to see how God uses like the little pieces, you know, somebody's a friend with somebody and they, they told them about Jesus. And this one man said, you know, I didn't see how Jesus could be God, but you know, I, I liked my friend and we kept meeting and going to Bible studies and the friend was sharing with me about these dreams that he was having. And, you know, and it just, it's just so amazing to hear the stories. And towards the end of the call, Mark said, you know, I can see that, you know, in in your stories that God's answered the prayers of my parents and their friends that were praying for, um, you know, that God would move and bring, you know, Afghans to Jesus, that God is working. He has working and he still is. And I think that sometimes that's something that we need to remember. I know that in the American church, there's a lot of, um, paranoia. You feel like, you know, your Christianity is going to end or, you know, it's like the end of what we know as like this secularism is going to be able to blot out the church. Well, I mean, the only way you can really say that is if God is dead because Jesus said that, you know, that the gates of hell will not prevail against this church. And, 
you know, it's also written that it's not by force nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord is heaven's armies. And if you are allowing the spirit to move, then there's nothing that's going to be able to stop God or stop his church. If you're not inviting in the spirit, then yeah, it probably will. Whatever it is that you have that this Christianity without the spirit of God, is really not Christianity. Yeah, that, that probably will die out and it probably should die out if the spirit isn't there. So the other thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, for those of you who are doing things, putting things out there, feeling like you, you are, you feel like God's called you to do something, but you're not seeing the fruit of it. Um, Mark wrote spirit of the rainforest 30 years ago in the nineties. And, you might say, I mean, there's quite a few people that do know about it, but you probably would say, is it, was it really a commercial success? <sighs> you know, I don't know. But when it came out, um, it was going to be promoted by some big Christian organization. And then there were some people that complained and uh, because there's some things in that book, Spirit of the Rainforest, that are um, portray some harsh realities of life. And they didn't, you know, people didn't like it. They were offended by it. And so um, it kind of got blacklisted. And, you know, it's just been sitting out there kind of doing sales for a little while. But um, I can't tell you how many times in this whole saga, you know, going and talking to people, finding help, uh, that people have said that they know who Mark is. They said, Oh yeah, I read his book. I read his book. I read his book. And so I'll just say, you know, if, if you feel like God's putting, put on your heart to write a book, then write it. And then I'm not saying don't promote it, but just, you know, trust that he's going to use it. Even if the time frame doesn't seem like um, what you think it should be, or even if what um, what most people would see as success as an author, um, like going and doing book tours and being on the New York Times bestseller list, you know, Maybe God's going to use it in a different way. And what is it that you are writing it for? And so if he's put it on your heart, write it, put it out there. And you do your best to steward it, right? That what he's given you. But you trust him for the rest of it. Because, you know, it's all these little pieces that um, you don't know how God's going to use it. The same thing, you know, we had. I, I don't think I've shared this here. I've been doing updates in my apologetics group, but. I guess I haven't done very many here, but we we hear the testimony of um, someone in the other house church that we meet with. And his story was that um, he came to know God because he had been questioning Islam because they're Shia and the Taliban came in and killed his, his dad and his brother. And he just was questioning why, you know, if, how could they kill a fellow Muslim? He read the Quran for himself and saw that, you know, that what the Taliban were doing was in line with, with the tenets of Islam. It wasn't in violation of it. And he said he was listening to a 
YouTube channel out of Iran and they were preaching on the verse, um, anyone who does not know, anyone who does not love his brother does not know God because God is love. And that was, it was that sermon that really was, wasn't the only thing that brought him to Jesus because the Holy Spirit uses a lot of different things in our lives as human beings. You know, he, you know, we're all unique individuals and he uses different things to bring us to him. But that was the final thing that, opened his eyes to who Jesus was. And so when you're putting things out, whether you're writing things or you're doing YouTube videos and it just seems like there's no fruit. I know sometimes it can be discouraging. You know, I, you know, for the, the journal, um, an unexpected journal, we've been in five years, right? We've done 20 issues, have over a hundred authors, like 300 pieces I don't remember exactly and we've gotten some feedback but it's still sometimes it seems like you're putting a lot out you're not seeing the fruit and I'll just say that again if God's put it on your heart to write something he's using it he will be using it and you just have to trust him on that and sometimes he'll let you see the fruit of that like today Today, he let Mark see some of the fruit. So anyway, so I got to go. I have to go into my Bible study. Hope you have a great day.